top rope report. This is Mr. Trivia, waiting for, hopefully, the, this is going to work tonight. And we'll see how Facebook Live behaves itself. Hopefully, we'll be able to He is live. So, so. I think everybody, huh? New look, new do. Want to thank Greg for, you know, great weekend. We had a good time. Went to wrestling. So we'll be talking uh, Monday Night Raw for tonight. We'll be talking Friday Night SmackDown. We'll be talking about some. We'll be talking about some PAPW that we went to see this past weekend. They always put on a good show. And we had a great time. It's been the first time since in almost two years since we've been there. So, we had a really good time. So, I hope everybody's uh, going to tune in. If you have any questions or comments, you can, uh, uh, if, we're, if we're out here tonight, you can make them, you can give us your, com your questions or comments down below. Uh, All right, attempting to join him now, and it says I'm connecting, and can he hear me is the question. I can hear you just fine. What was that? I can hear you just fine. What was that? Oh, stop it. <laughs> can you hear me fine? What? We've been recording on Anchor for over two minutes now, so. <laughs> Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report. We're back on Facebook Live, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, and TalkShoe.com. I'm your host, the is Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week, as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend. There is no Top Rope Report without him. The Nugs to Greg. Greg, welcome. Hey, what's up, Trev? Not much. Uh, so we got a few things to talk about tonight. Friday Night Smackdown this past Friday. Yep. Uh, the PW show we went to on Saturday, which was a great time. The first time in almost two years we've attended the show. And they did disappoint people. And um, and also a little eliminated chamber. So okay. what do you think about the network? Friday Night Smackdown. Did I think of Monday Night Smackdown? Uh, Friday Night Smackdown. Oh. Um. I didn't like it. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't think it was a good show. I think it was, for what I'm used to seeing on Smackdown, it was a very poor show. Okay. I can, uh, I can agree with you on that. I didn't, uh, Really cared too much for a lot of the stuff that was on there this past Friday, and uh, yeah, that was well one or two interesting things to tune in, but nothing that was you know out. Right. But uh, right. 
pulling out bullet points or are we going through the show? You you confused me here. We'll go through the matches and then we'll pull out some bullet points for a different show. Okay. Hey, what's up, Jacob? Missed you Saturday night, buddy. Yeah, we did, Jacob. Thanks for tuning in. The crowd was not the same without you being there. No, there was nobody to there was nobody to lead them in the cheers and get them all fired up. Especially when your buddy Matthias was re- was wrestling. Um, well, it started out with the bloodline, um, and then I don't know. Do you want to go first, or want me to go first? Well, I went first last time, so I let you go first. Okay. So they all came down the bloodline: Paul Heyman, the cousins, the Usos, and Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman delivered, I don't know if you want to call it a speech, a proclamation as to why he did what he did. And it was probably the most useless, lamest Paul Heyman promo I've ever seen. Right. Then, after babbling for three, four minutes or whatever... The drum roll or the drum beats start and uh, pyro goes off and it's Goldberg coming down to the ring. Now, those of you that are like me, trivia, that follow wrestling every day, always looking this story for that story, that story, this story, read the, you know, the quote unquote spoilers and the rumors and the dirt sheets. We all had that same collective, what the fuck? But if you heard the crowd when Goldberg was coming out, that's the reason why Vince brings him back. Yes, he does care about us, but I'm not spending $73 or $160 for two tickets and parking to go to a live event, a Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. I'm sitting at home in my recliner, on my couch, laying down in bed, watching it. So, not that he doesn't care about me, but that's who he cares more. And the crowd did give him a loud cheer. Came down and basically told Roman he wanted him at Elimination Chamber and that he was next. And that was it. Match is signed, sealed, and done. There was no retort from Roman Reigns saying, wait a minute, this is my show. SmackDown's my show. I say who I fight. Nothing of that. I don't even remember if Roman even spoke one single word the entire segment. Um, I gave the whole thing a D plus.
question I'm going to ask you is, we all know, well, we shouldn't say we all know, but we know Goldberg has one more match on his contract. He had a contract with WWE that wasn't based on years. It was based on matches. If it took five years to get those matches in, it took five years. If it took two years, it took two years. Whatever it was. Um, I don't think they imagined having to use him this long. I know he did miss... I mean, he had a legitimate knee injury where he had surgery or something because he was walking around in a knee brace. Maybe they could have gotten rid of that match last year. Maybe at Survivor Series or, or you know, or something. Um, so we had one more match. So my question to you is, you know he's not going to just show up for one last match on a Monday Night Raw. So would you rather have seen Goldberg fight at WrestleMania? No. So, using him in Saudi Arabia, where he'll get a huge pop from the Saudi Arabian, Saudi Arabian fans, in a match against Roman Reigns, you can't find a bigger heel in the WWE roster anymore, so that means that cheers for Goldberg will be even louder, makes sense business-wise. Right. So, then after that... We had a singles match between Ricochet and Ridge Holland, and then a tag team match between Ricochet and Cesaro and Sheamus and Ridge Holland. You're first. All right, now do you want me to do both of them? Yeah, it was all, it was basically all one segment, so you might as well. Okay, the uh, Ricochet Ridge Holland match I thought was a, was a pretty good match. Uh, Ricochet always puts on a good show. Ridge Holland seems to be getting better in the ring each week. Um, I'm just hoping that we're not going to see, you know, three, four, five, six more weeks of Ridge Holland versus Ricochet. You know, after a while, you play it out. I um, I was kind of glad Ricochet got the win. That was, uh, I, I consider it a big win. Yeah, that was that was a good win for him. But I'll tell you, the man is the man's been amazing in the ring more and more every time I see him. And um, hopefully uh, they'll do something with him for a title run, whether it's US title or IC title or whichever. Um, <laughs> but you know, like I said, he's got he's got great talent. Rich Holland has been he's been getting better a lot. Uh, in the ring, his mic skills still need to improve a little bit. I gave I gave the match a C. I gave the match a C plus. The first match or the whole thing with the tag team and everything. The first match. Okay. Now the tag team match. Uh, I mean, you know, this is what we talked about before. Going back to what you were saying, you know how WWE is lacking in tag teams. I mean. You, you got Rich Holland, you got, now you got Rich Holland and, and uh, Jameis, you got Ricochet and um, Cesaro, which I think they make a pretty good tag team. I don't know if they're going to do, uh, I don't know if they're going to do anything with them as far as 
tag team championships go. But I thought, in my opinion, I thought the tag team match was better than the singles match. Oh, okay. So, um, Rich Holland got the win on that one, beating Cesaro, which is a big win for him. Uh, I, I gave the match a C. You gave that match a C? Oh, wait, no, I gave that match a B minus. B minus to a C plus. So the whole segment? C plus. Okay. Um, the only thing I'm going to agree with you on at this point is that it was nice to see Ricochet get a win. Um, the first match, it wasn't much longer than a match we'll talk about later. Um, it was stuck in between two commercial breaks, which, yeah, as quickly as commercial breaks in WWE seem to be lately, you know, it wasn't a long match. Then, I mean, I didn't see what could have happened that made Sheamus complain and demand a tag team match, other than the fact that Ricochet won. But then you come back from the commercial break, and the tag team match had already pretty much started. And once again, was it six months ago, five months ago, Cesaro was in a campaign with Roman Reigns, lost one match. And now is jobbing to Ridge Holland. I, I the tag. I mean, the first match was good. I, I totally disagree about the second match. I think the tag team match stunk. If you had one match that lasted the whole two segments, maybe it would have been good. But it was just very ho hum. Ridge Holland got the pin over Cesaro. Um, I gave, if you want, if you want to do both matches separately, I gave the first match a C minus, the tag match a D and the whole segment a D plus. Um, the, and the other thing that I will dispute you with is I know you say, well, we get tired of seeing the same match over and over and over again. There's no way to test out a feud. We never would have known how good. Cesaro versus Sheamus came out to be without that seven-match series. In order to find out if, if you're going to get a sustainability in a, in a rivalry, in a feud, you've got to do it more than once, twice, three times. You know, if you just do it one time and then have somebody fight another time, then... You're just watching a handful of wrestlers do different matches every week. And you're never going to have anybody right. elevate anywhere at all. It's always going to be whoever's on top is going to stay on top. Whoever's in the middle will stay in the middle. And whoever's on the bottom is going to stay in the bottom. And then your AEW or Impact. <laughs> yep. So then, after that... Um, uh, we had a singles match between one half of the Viking Raiders versus one half of the Usos. Um, it was Eric versus Jim Uso, and I think I've already talked about this match longer than the match actually went. Um, I know. It, it's disappointing because obviously we know the Usos could, you know, bang. We know the Viking Raiders can bang. 
But this was given about two minutes, and nothing was able to, to develop in the match. Um, there was a brief moment outside the ring where Ivar jumped off the stairs as he was trying to hit Jey Uso, and Jey Uso moved out of the way. And somehow this agile big man that does cartwheels and all kinds of things in the ring was down and out because he landed on his feet and rolled over and was down and out and couldn't move. And then all of a sudden you go back in the ring and boom, Jamie Uso pinned Eric. Did So my I'm thinking at that point, did... Was there an injury? Did Ivar like legitimately hurt himself? And somebody off stage, off off camera, made a motion to end the match. But no, they walked out with no problem after the match. I gave this a D as in dog minus. I I definitely agree. I mean, the Viking Raiders are I would consider probably one of the top teams on SmackDown, and uh, they're former champions. Um, don't know what they're doing with them right now. I mean, I expected them to have a great match against the Usos. I was looking forward to it. it well, they haven't. They, they haven't had that match yet. They had that match in Elimination Chamber, the tag match for the titles. This was just a singles match. Well, even even so, I mean, Ivar, you know, Eric, like you said, you know, Eric Ivar is the big. Um, agile one. I think it would have been a different. I, I think it might have been a different match. Uh, in either if it was a tag team or if he was in it one on one. I was very disappointed in the match. It made the Usos. I mean, the Usos were a, a great tag team. Don't get me wrong. Jimmy and Jay, they're a good tag team, and they're both good individual wrestlers. Yep. Um, they can go one on one with anybody, but the match was just too quick. Yeah, it was. I, I, I gave it. I gave it a D minus. Yeah. <sighs> then after that, we had the third match um, between Aaliyah and Natalia. You're up. Okay. Uh, I don't know. How, I mean, you know, it's good for it's good for promo sake. You know, having Natalia talk about. Uh, the, the holding three world records in the Guinness Book and everything else. And Aaliyah, I'm starting to see shades and sh- a little bit more shades of talent in her. I, I believe with a little bit more seasoning, a little bit more work, she could be, you know, a, a, one of the top females, I believe, on, uh, on SmackDown. Now, next week or this week on SmackDown, it's Natalia against Aaliyah in a dungeon match or whatever. It's by pinfall or submission only. 
you can't get counted out. Because that's how Aaliyah's won two of the matches is via count-out. And the other one was um, that 3.17 second pin. So this right. this is has the possibility of being their first real wrestling match. Um, I haven't seen enough from Aaliyah to see that she's going to be one of the top on SmackDown by any means right now. I don't I don't see her right now even being able to shine Charlotte, um, Sasha. I mean, not, you know, I can't even think of anybody else on the top part of, you know, SmackDown right now. Um, but she doesn't even deserve to be in the ring with them right now. Um... Working with Natalia will get her better. Um, I, I just didn't like the ending. Again, a stupid, dumb, cheesy countout. And when she went to throw Natalia into the the barrier that caused Natalia not to be able to get big, get back in by ten, she barely was moving her, and then let her go like ten feet away, and Natalia continued to run into the wall. When I only have one leg, and I could have stopped in that 10 feet with the the speed, the quote-unquote speed Natalia was being thrown at. I gave the match a D-plus. Okay. Um, Then we had um, the segment with Drew McIntyre. Coming out, and they, they labeled as Drew McIntyre's Warpath. Um, after he was out, he was talking for a few minutes, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I'm big, I'm big, I've got my long sword, yes. I'm Drew McIntyre. Um, horrible impersonation. I thought it was horrible, but... Um, then the little thing, and Happy Corbin comes out and starts talking, and... You know, and then all of a sudden you kind of hear mumbles in the audience. You're like, okay, okay, here he is. And then you turn around and then there's Madcap Moss. And I, I've i read a couple reviews. And like one of the reviews, they gave this segment a B. Another was a C plus. Dude, I, I saw no reason for it. It was stupid. It was dumb. Yeah, he beat down on Madcap Moss a little bit and then threatened, you know, Happy Corbin to come down and said, you know, he's going to slice him with the sword if he does. And then Happy Corbin stopped. And that was the end of it. What what the what the what the fuck? Right. <laughs> I gave this a D plus. All right. Before I give you my take on it, DJ, uh, Mr. 24-7 is just tuning in. Thanks oh. for tuning in, DJ. It says break them on the camera. Um, yeah, so I don't know what segment those people were watching. But it was nice to see McIntyre back in the ring. But I, that was just a stupid segment. I mean, the whole thing, I mean, I'm not going to try to do McIntyre, so you, you had that pretty well nailed. Uh, but, uh, I mean, he asked Matt Cat for a joke, and the joke was stupid. And when Baron Corbin was standing out there, you know, he's 
talking about how you're going to go after Gary. I gave it an F. Oh, okay. I just okay. was totally, I was just so disappointed in, in that whole segment. Okay. Um, then the next segment started out with uh, Sami Zayn talking with, um, I was going to say Pat McAfee, Sonya Deville, and, oh my God, my Adam Pierce, um, about getting his, his title match, and they said it'll be next week, and he's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, you saw what happened on the red carpet, blah, 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 and so it's now two weeks, because um, as we all know, Sami Zayn won't go to Saudi Arabia to defend or to challenge at um, Elimination Chamber, so it's on a SmackDown before Elimination Chamber. Um, and then it turned into a Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal match. So, um, what did you think? Well, I, I kind of like Sami Zayn. He's real good on the mic. Now he's getting... He's so much more, so much better for the mic right now. Um, the match, well, I was getting along with the, the, the thing with um, Sami Zayn and Sonya and, and everything else. I mean, eventually he's going to get his title match, but he plays it up like there's still a conspiracy against him. Um, Everything else, and you know, the sick of Johnny Knoxville. But I hope they don't put Johnny Knoxville in a match. Well, That's they won't. They won't because of Rick Boogs. Right. And um, it's just, I mean, I don't know. The, the, the segment I gave, I gave the segment a D. Now, as far as the Nakamura Ginger Mahal match goes, I, I thought it was a pretty good match. You know, Nakamura back from injury, but he looked strong. Um, Jinder Mahal, uh, I think he's kind of fizzled by the wayside since his championship days when he was WWF champion. I It was just a match, I think. It was just somebody to put against Nakamura, I think. You know, having him come back and see how he does coming back from his injury. Um, I gave I gave the segment a C minus. You gave the what? The match. Okay. I gave the match a C minus. Okay. Uh, <coughs> I've 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 liked Sami Zayn for a little bit longer than you. <coughs> you used to find him annoying, and I thought he was entertaining. Um, you know, he is finally getting his tag match. And once again, I think the only reason why it's not going to be is. Championship matches, title match, not tag match. I think the only reason why he's not getting at the pay-per-view is because of where the pay-per-view is. So they'll showcase it um, on that Friday. Um, I mean, we know Roman Reigns is going to be fighting there, I mean, noon, our time, um, which is 8, uh, I think, 7 or 8 o'clock, you know, Saudi Arabian time. So he may not even be at SmackDown. Um, I don't know. So we'll have to see with that. So maybe the Sami Zayn-Nakamura match is the quote-unquote main event of the night. I mean, who knows? Maybe potentially Roman Reigns opens the show and then leaves the arena and, and jumps on a jet to get over there. I don't know how long the flight is, but 
Anywho, um, I, I mean, I liked it. Uh, I, I mean, I'll give it a C plus. I think it was a little bit better than the opening segment. Um, the match, I mean, it has, I mean, five years ago, you know, Nakamura was challenging for the title that Jinder Mahal had. So they have a familiarity in the ring. And they, they did look, you know, kind of comfortable. Um, there was a couple things from Rick Boogs. I mean, his his guitar didn't work. Yet he air guitarded on the guitar the whole way down to the ring. Didn't make sense. It was stupid. He should have just put the, you know, the guitar down because everybody in the you know in the universe that of WWE that was watching saw that it wasn't working. So why, you know, air guitar it? Stupid. Um, the match was okay. Um, I gave the match a C plus. So okay. Then after that um, was another tag team match, and I don't, I don't think that they have lack of tag teams anymore. Um, I mean, Christ, more than half of the representatives in the Royal Rumble were part of a tag team, so they don't, they they don't necessarily use them right, but they definitely have a plethora of tag teams in the WWE now. Um, and this is the newly reformed New Day of Kofi and Big E, um, who have, you know, quite the history of successful matches together against the up-and-coming Los Lotharios, um, Angel and Humberto, if that's what they call them, or Garza and Carrillo, I don't know. Um, but this was the best match of the night, um... New Day could put a tag team match up against a mop and a broom, and and they'd probably still be able to get a B B minus out of me. Um, they work very well together. It's nice to nothing against King Woods, but it's nice to see the fluidity that Big E and Kofi have in the ring. Um, and most Lotharios actually looked like a legitimate tag team in this match. Um, there were definitely points in the match where either team looked like they could have won. The New Day eventually did win. I gave this match a B plus. Right. Um, and the New Day had something that not a lot of tag teams in the WWE have had lately. And that's longevity. They've been together a long time. Yeah. And what, I mean, I didn't hear the reason. I don't remember if we went over the reason why uh, Big E went, went to SmackDown. Um, I think it's good that he's back on SmackDown teaming with Kofi. It's going to make for gonna make another uh, interesting t- uh, maybe tag team title run for them because they'll be going to get two shows where they've had great uh, they've had great matches over the years. Um, it was nice to see, like you said, I agree, this was the best match of the night. I gave it a few plus as well. Okay. Um, before we get to the next segment, Scott's asking, what's going on with this forbidden door business? Um, do you have any take on it? I think the forbidden door was just for the SummerSlam, uh, for the Royal Rumble. I think it was just a one-shot a one shot only thing. I don't think it's going to be, you know, for Saudi Arabia. I don't think it's going to be for WrestleMania. I think it was just for this one-time thing for the Royal Rumble. Right, just for Mickey James. Um, I don't think they ever had any intentions of bringing somebody else from another 
promotion to go in the match. I mean, they had, once again, Finn Balor, Cesaro. I mean, it's just two people that weren't in the Royal Rumble. They only had five surprises, and there was no reason to bring somebody from another promotion. And my opinion... Um, there had not been anywhere or any place that I have read this. I've never heard anybody else even speculate it. But I think the only reason why Mickey James is in the Royal Rumble is because I think there's a possibility that maybe she's going to get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. That's the right. only reason why I thought she was involved. Um, yep. Whether it was one of those, hey, you know, we want to put you into the Hall of Fame this year, you know, and she's like, well, I'd love to be in the Royal Rumble. Because I, I, I don't think she has ever been in one. She may have been. I don't know. It's only been four or five years they've had him. So it's hard to understand right. these older generation of wrestlers. Who's been in and who's not. Um, but yeah, that that's my take on it. I read about Triple H to AEW. Well, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Because Triple H would have to be under no contract with WWE. Right. I don't I don't think there's a chance that Vince will ever <coughs> allow one of his wrestlers or higher paid employees wrestle for another promotion. Right. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm choking. I gotta get a cough drop. <coughs> Go. Talk. Can't hear you, Mike. Can't hear you, Mike. You got to talk to your phone. I can't hear you. When you talk away from your phone, you have to talk directly to your phone. Not You don't have to be like this. You don't have to be like this to it. But don't talk away from your phone because you can't hear you. Okay. Will let you know not only one of his higher paid office people, but his son in law. So that's my take on it. Okay. <coughs> then the last segment um, was Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair's, I guess you can say, face to face encounter. Um, you're up. <coughs> segment started, Sonya Deville was in the ring, Charlotte Flair came out, and Sonya Deville said that she had spoken with Becky Lynch and said that she had been notified 
that Ronda Rousey was going to be her opponent at WrestleMania, and the contract signing would be Monday. So then she gave the floor to Charlotte Flair to choose her own opponent. Um, And she chose Sasha Banks. Now, the little thing that goes on in the back of my head every once in a while was telling me that Ronda Rousey was standing back in gorilla position and Vince McMahon's orders were, depending on how the crowd um, cheers for Sasha versus cheers for you, that's what we're doing. You know, you'll get a cue from whatever, from wherever, as to how I want you to take the promo. Because if the crowd's going to pop for Sasha, then I'm going to do Charlotte and Sasha, and we'll do you and Becky's. That's best for business. Yeah, the crowd cheered for Sasha Banks, but it erupted kind of for Ronda Rousey. Um, she had had, she was given a, a pretty stiff talking to after her appearance on Monday Night Raw. We noted that she was not very good with the mic and needed to work. Um... There's probably still some sour, quote-unquote, sour feelings from how she feels the crowd turned on her. Um, with the Becky, Charlotte, Ronda triple threat match, she kind of felt like she should have been the biggest face in the match, and she wasn't as it was clearly Becky Lynch. Um, she improved just in the five days from Monday to Friday on the mic. <clears throat> um... And I think the the best part of the match um, was when Sonya was in the middle of them and then Charlotte ran after her in those like 22 inch long high heels that she was in. Fuck, I couldn't move like that with just regular sneakers on. And she ran at her quick as a whip with these freaking big ass high heels. Um, Yep. I love the physicalness that, that Sony Deville got involved in, you know, was putting that arm thing. The other part that I fear is that, yeah, okay, they say, I've read that she's back, quote-unquote, full-time. But maybe this is their way of suspending her until WrestleMania so she can stay off-camera and work on mic and in-ring skills. I mean, realistically, it's only been four months since she gave birth. She can't be in that good a shape to go, I mean, an 8, 10, 12, 15-minute match against Charlotte Flair. So she's got to get some more of that ring rust off. So that I'm, I'm worried that, that it's now going to be the Brock Lesnar rule where she's back, but she'll go through the suspensions and times off. I actually gave the whole entire segment an A-. minus. I really liked it. Compared to the rest of the show, I can't go lower than A-. minus. If the rest of the show is a little better, then maybe this should have been a B, a B plus. But because the rest of the show was just a waste of my time, I rather would have been constipated sitting on my toilet for most of it. I gave it an A minus. Okay, now do you think somewhere down the line, or maybe before WrestleMania, because of what happened, WWE might have a one-time thing with Sonya Deville and Ronda? Yeah, because they talk about how Sonya Deville is, uh, well, you know, with the martial arts and everything. And the, only, the only thing I could see happening is nothing 
happening to Ronda Rousey, as far as punishment-wise goes, and something happens Friday when Charlotte takes on Naomi, and Naomi loses, and maybe Sonya Deville does something, and then she bitches and complains because, hey, I was told when you had the jacket, I'm this, and when I don't have the jacket, I'm a wrestler, and nothing happened to Ronda Rousey. That's the way I think they would go with it. Oh, okay. I don't see any purpose of doing something with Sonya Deville and Ronda Rousey between now and WrestleMania because you don't accomplish anything. Right. You've already got that little storyline between Sonya and Naomi. My my overall grade for SmackDown, I gave it a C minus. Um, I honestly gave it a D plus, borderline C minus, like a. 69, maybe 69.4. Cause if you go to yeah. 0.5, it gets rounded to a 70. But so like the yeah. highest, quote unquote, highest D plus you can ever get. Okay. Alrighty, so that's our Friday night SmackDown recap. Now, will there be a Nuggies news before we do PAPW? So we're doing PAPW before Elimination Chamber and other stuff with WWE? No, or, or we, we can do, uh, we can say PAPW for last. Well, I, I don't know. Um, you don't. You never tell me what the order of things we're doing is. I mean, you just go with whatever you feel, so I'm just trying to figure out in my head what we need to do. Because we still have all this stuff to talk to, <clears throat> then, I mean, I won't, uh, do, I won't do a Nuggies News because you'll, you know... You'll start to get your you'll start to get your nick fit in about twenty minutes. So, you know, God forbid you go an hour and a half on the on the computer without smoking. Let's go some elimination chamber news. Okay. Uh, any uh, how many matches they got still the same? Still what? They still got the same number of matches. Well, how many is that? <clears throat> I think the last time it was four, right? Yes. Yeah. No. Holy shit. Oh, there could be uh, another match added here. Oh, no. There were, there's now six matches listed. <laughs> okay. I, I... Yeah, I mean... So, the four that were already listed were the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar versus Seth freaking Rollins versus Austin Theory versus Riddle versus AJ Styles. Then we have the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch defending against Lita. Then as we said just earlier in the show, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, the Usos taking on the Viking Raiders. And then as we also already spoke about, Roman Reigns defends his universal title against Goldberg. This next match you had to know is going to get added. It is Drew McIntyre in a singles match against Mad Cat Moss with Happy Corbin. You know this is all going to lead down to Drew McIntyre versus either Happy Corbin or both of them at WrestleMania, right? Yep. And then... (laughs) Um... An Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. The competitors listed are Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, 
Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Nikki A.S.H., and then our favorite competitor, to be announced. Wow. Two, uh, two interesting matches just added. I mean. So they have two women's matches, and it'll be a total of eight women wrestling, because obviously there's six in Elimination Chamber, and then Becky Lynch and Lita. That's a lot of females on the Saudi Arabia card. Yep. And, uh, but to see, I think, I think with the, uh, the Elimination Chamber women's match, I mean, that's going to be a tough one to pick. There's almost any, almost, I think almost anyone could win that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Rhea, you got Bianca Belair, you got Dewdrop, you got Liv Morgan. I mean, there's four of them right there. You know, and then shots are ready. Nikki A.S.H. Yep. Wow. So, that's going to be, uh, but, but with the men's, with the men's uh, elimination chamber, I think this is going to be one of the most interesting Elimination Chamber matches for the men. I've seen them in a long time. For the men. Really? Yeah, I think so. So. I don't know. I, I just. Storyline. Storyline wise, I mean, Brock Lesnar has already determined who he's fighting at WrestleMania. Okay. <clears throat> You're telling me that you really needed to have Brock Lesnar in this Elimination Chamber match? Is it going to be just... I don't know. It's going to be a match to me where... I'm only going to like it if one of the other five wins. So, uh, yeah, it's much more that I like Brock Lesnar than before. You know, now that he's a face... I still don't want to see him win. I don't want to see a title versus title or maybe only Roman Reigns' title is on the line and then once again we have a you know, part-time champion in Brock Lesnar. And I, I just... But it's hard to think like with the Royal Rumble, once you knew Brock Lesnar was coming out number 30, you could have gone to bed because you knew Brock Lesnar was going to win. And it's almost, I almost get that same feeling here as Brock Lesnar is supposed to be, you know, the beast incarnate. How can you not have him win? Right. And I was thinking, remember when he was in the, when he was number one in the Royal Rumble a couple years ago and he was eliminated like 13 in a row? Yeah. Do you see him going through this roster that quickly? No, I don't think he'll be, I don't, I don't think he'll be first at all. There's no way that he's going to be one of the first ones in. Not even possible. He doesn't have the stamina for that. I mean, Elimination Chamber, I think, what is it, three minutes that they come in? Uh, I think so, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, why would the, the, shut up? I, I, I'm telling a story to shut up because of what I wrote. 
It said in a seven in a seven person elimination chamber, three people start in the ring and then the four pods open up. But doesn't say oh five minute intervals. So the first two are out, so you know it's at least gotta go twenty five minutes, I'll say. Because that last person's not gonna come out and then immediately kill the last person, so you can possibly say if everybody's been eliminated and there's one person left and that fourth, that final pot opens and it's one-on-one and it's Lesnar and he gives Riddle an F5 and pins him. So you say 21 minutes? I don't think Brock can do that. I I think the situation will be Brock Lesnar will be the last one out of the pot with two people left in the ring. And he'll just... Well, don't don't no. give me any spoilers because in the Elimination Chamber, that's one of our predictions is, you know, the order that yep. they get come in and the order they get eliminated. Yeah, right. the, the Elimination so. Chamber is, is one of those pay-per-views that our predictions, you get a lot of opportunity for extra bonus points. Where Absolutely. if we were going by overall scores, I could possibly still have a chance of pulling out a fourth place. But as the way it goes, I can only finish in fourth or fifth. You can only finish in first or second. DJ can only finish in first or second. Little Nug stuck in third. And I'm battling the caboose oh. with Tony Black. Oh, okay. So, so uh, not that I'm trying to do a conspiracy thing here or anything, but if we happen to forget about telling Tony Black when the prediction show is and what time, I won't mind. <laughs> I'm kidding. But um, I'm, are you kind of surprised that uh, Shayna wasn't added to that women's match? Why? She's on SmackDown. Oh, that's right. I wanted to see her swing the around here. <laughs> oh, that could be Dewdrop. I mean, that could be Rhea Ripley. They're both, you know, I think Rhea Ripley's bigger than Shayna Baszler, actually. But yeah, I don't true. think I'm confused. I mean, I understand them putting the Drew McIntyre Happy Court or Madcap Moss match, but if this is a Raw Elimination Chamber match, why announce it before Raw? Why not announce it on Raw tonight? I mean, this Wikipedia page was updated one hour ago, so the match was possibly. Announced at like 5.30 or 5 o'clock. So why would you not wait the two and a half to three hours, open up Monday Night Raw, you know, with whoever is on the Monday Night Raw women's roster and have them all in the ring, have Becky Lynch, you know, come out, you know, um, sit ringside and have the other seven or eight women in the match and announce, you know, that these five are in it and these whatever left are in a triple threat or a fatal four-way or one-on-one to determine right. who else could be in it. I mean... Yep. Yeah, that's true. I mean, open up the show with that. Bring it on everybody, you know? I'm just... That was really good. Going so, the active women on the roster, um, well, 
okay, um, that aren't the five or Becky Lynch that they list for Raw. I mean, they list Beth Phoenix for Raw, but we know that. But Carmella, Dana Brooke, Queen Zelina, Tamina, and then Alexa Bliss. I read that they're not that there's still many more segments of this backstage thing that they're doing for Alexa Bliss. So the likelihood of her getting into the ring before or even at Elimination Chamber are slim. So right. you have those other four. or You just say, you know what, you five are in, you four right now are in a fatal four-way to determine who's number six in the Elimination Chamber. Why announce those five ahead of time? I don't don't understand. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think uh, the Saudi Arabia show is going to be an interesting pay per view. Yeah. You've got uh, that's uh, a week from this Saturday, and uh, it's going to be, I believe, twelve noon our time. Yep. So I'll be able to watch it and not have to worry about saying, "Oh, I got well." You're not back. You won't. You don't think you'll be back to work on Saturdays by then? Didn't they say the second Saturday in February you're starting to work Saturdays again? Oh yeah, yeah. I probably have to watch the replay. That's okay though. I don't mind. Yeah, we'll have to do our. Uh, obviously, we'll be doing our prediction show before SmackDown. Yeah. <clears throat> on Friday, because even yeah. if you had Saturday off, I mean. Realistically, we would have to do the show at 10 a.m., and that's 7 a.m. out in California for Joe, and that's that's a little early. Right. <clears throat> exactly. So, anyway. Yep, so, okay. So, I mean, there was, uh, I mean, other than the matches, there's really not much more to talk about with uh, Elimination Chamber. I mean, I'm surprised that they have that many women that are going to be on the Saudi Arabia show. Well, I mean, one thing, I mean, as far as Becky Lynch and Lita, Becky Lynch, I mean, some of her outfits, she wears pants anyways, but Lita's always pretty much fully dressed. Um, you know, she used to wear those stupid long rip-off sleeves or whatever, um, like Jeff Hardy did. And then, as far as the, the Elimination Chamber women, um, I mean, Nikki A.S.H. is in her superhero thing. Um, Rhea Ripley's always worn long pants. Um, and, but it, maybe it'll help the women in a match wearing the longer, you know, long sleeve pants and the long sleeve, you know, shirts or outfits as far as going into the, you know, the steel cage and the now cushioned platform that they have. Um, right. so it, it might, it might help the competitors, um, to be a little braver yep. when getting thrown into the steel chain. Who knows? Right. At Gen Saudi Arabia. Yep. Hopefully it will be hopefully it will be a good uh, premier event. Like a good show. Uh, a good show. Uh, I'm not I can't call it a, I just I can't get it in my head calling a premier live event. It right. you know it's just like the sum the Cleveland Indians will never be the Cleveland Guardians. They'll always be the Indians. Um, right. You know, it will always be, you know, yeah. 
down. All right, so this Saturday, we have the opportunity for the first time in almost two years to go to a PAPW training facility and check out the wrestling show. Well, any, any PAPW show. I mean, the last show we saw was at the YA Annex, or YMA, or whatever it's called, the YMA Annex, just a tenth of a mile away from me. Uh, and that was just before the pandemic really started to blow up in March of uh, 2020. Right. Yeah. It was really nice to see some of the guys again. I mean, as usual, PAPW didn't disappoint the action was, I, I believe the action was probably um, I've always been a very good chase fan. I was putting in works in the ring. I thought he had a good manager. Which, uh, which match did you, uh, did you think was I, I, you chopped up a little bit because once again you're away from your thing and you're talking away from it to the side. I, 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 I what I have to ask you again what you said. I'm sorry. Which match do you think stood out uh, to you? I mean, I, 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 it's gonna sound bad the way I say it. I don't think there's one single match that stood out. I think they were all very good to excellent. I don't think there was yeah. there was nothing that I mean the one uh, all right I'll say it um, the one bad part that stuck out to me was the intermission because they had to stop wrestling for ten minutes yeah. instead of five. Um, yep. Other than that, I mean, I enjoyed. Every, I mean, every match had its ups and then a couple downs here and there. I mean, once again, I mean, it is a training school. Uh, I mean, I know they're all established wrestlers. Some were from different areas or different probably wrestling promotions um, that they got in touch with to come and wrestle because there were definitely a handful of guys there that I had never seen, never heard of. Right. Um, you know, the guy that reminded me of the junkyard dog. Um, you know, and Security Inc., never heard of them, never saw either of them. Um, the first match, um, with those two guys that wrestled Battle Academy, no idea who they were. Um, so, I mean, overall, top to bottom, it was a very entertaining show. I mean, I would have given, I would, there was... Maybe one or two matches or a couple points where I would have given, uh, you know, I would have stood up and cheered loudly, but I had one leg. I didn't put my prosthetic on, and if I stood up, I would have fallen over and cracked my head on the cement floor or the really heavy duty metal stairs. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. I was into every match. There wasn't one match. It, well, at points, unfortunately, the last match. It, it it just felt, I don't know if, once again, I mean, two hours isn't that long to watch wrestling, but it, it just seemed like by that last match, the crowd just wasn't as into it as other matches. Um, right. But, I, you know, it was top to bottom, a, a B to B plus for every match. I believe so. And the ring announcer was pretty good, too. Yeah, he's all right. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it was. But that that was one of the matches that the audience was loud during. Yeah, he's one of the favorites there. And then that other kid, Gregory, whatever his last name was, um, he played a good heel character. You know, he started off a little promo, how, you know, making fun of, you know, Dirty East Haven and blah, 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 blah. So that helped that match because already you hate the guy that's in the ring. So when somebody that you you like comes in, you like them even more automatically. Right. And then there's my favorite. Uh, what? Then there's my two favorites, the Hispanic mechanics, Jose and Jose. Oh, yeah. I just got a notification. Greg Chester's watching. Okay, that's good. Yeah, we hit the one hour mark. Cool. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought overall it was a B plus. It was not a B plus. Yeah. Like I said, it was good to see all the guys again. Um, and nothing, nothing against any of the wrestlers that were there. Um, but there were wrestlers that were advertised to be at the show the Saturday before when they were talking a feet of snow to two feet of snow statewide. Um, when more or less it was more six to ten inches statewide. Still, I mean, ten inches of snow is still tough to have to travel in. Just it was understandable that they canceled the show. Um, but Dustin Flash Waller was supposed to wrestle someone. Um, the Haven was supposed to take on the house, the House of Pain. Um, and there was somebody else that was supposed to be there. I don't remember now. Um, they all were booked to go to a, uh, a show up in Maine. Um, so they were unable to be there Saturday. Um, but once again, you know, it seems like, you know, no matter what show it is, no matter what matches they put on, um, you know, I don't think we, I think we give all the credit to the wrestlers when we got, we got to give a credit to the, to the quote unquote producers that help put the matches together. Um, you know, Mario, Paul Roma, um, I mean, they were there, um, so, you know, they're, they're involved, um, in all that, um, whether it be physically or verbally, so I think it's time to give a shout out to those guys for helping set up these matches the way they're supposed to be. Absolutely, and, I mean, we, we were fortunate, we've been fortunate enough to see Flash Waller come up through the rankings of BAPW, the Haven up through the rankings of BAPW. They've been on our show early in their careers <clears throat> talking about, you know, their aspirations. And now they're branching out. They're in Maine. They're in Rhode Island. Um, and I'm very happy for them. Oh, yeah. They have a, they have a BST show coming up. For most people, you know, for most of you people who don't know, BST is Blood, Sweat, Tears, Wrestling, which they have in Bridgeport. And Justin Flash Waller going against Richard Holliday. That's going to be 
a tremendous match. They had a great match the last time. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, you get, you get to see a lot of the upcoming um, indie wrestling. Connecticut has always been the hotbed of independent wrestling. Um, but it was kind of strange not to see the Haven, Flash Waller, you know, the usual guys that we see oh. at the APW. Zach, Zach Gibbs, he was the other one that was advertised for last week that wasn't there this week. Yep, so, but I mean, kudos to those guys, their careers have taken off, and uh, who knows, maybe someday in the near future we'll see them on TV. Possibly. And that would be a, that, that would be a big plus, a big shot in the arm for, you know, not only Connecticut wrestling, but for those guys as well, because they're... They're putting in the work and they deserve it. Right. And they're all still up. Well, the three main ones um, that you mentioned, you know, Flash and then the Haven, they're 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 still very, very young. I, I, I can't confirm or deny. I'm not even sure if they're all of legal drinking age yet. <laughs> um they might be. If they are, they're 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 just there. Um right. so their their time is still still I mean, you see now wrestlers make their debuts in their late twenties, early thirties. So they they still have plenty of time to hone their crafts um, and make something bigger themselves potentially. Right. Okay. Uh, Monday Night Raw for tonight. Yep. We talked before the show. I think I think we're going to see a good match out of Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do too. I mean, that's and like you said, it's, they're, they're probably going to have. You know, a couple of things with a Saudi Arabia theme with the matches. You know, like you said, maybe we'll see Austin Theory and AJ Styles. Well, I think they would have advertised that. Maybe that'll be next week on Monday Night Raw, the go-home show. Um, Yeah. But... So... I think it'd be very interesting, because once again, we've said it, so I shouldn't say once again, um, but for the next two weeks, Monday Night Raw is on Sci-Fi as will be NXT due to the Olympics being at now, it seems like um, the Olympics is on USA Network 24-7 because there's nothing else on but Olympics, it seems like, on USA. Um, if it's not live, it's taped. And uh, um, so that's my train of thought. Oh, so they're also having limited commercial breaks. So if we get to see a... 15, 16, even 17, 18 minute match between Riddle and Rollins with no commercial breaks, I think that can be outstanding. Absolutely. That would be so good for the ratings. Oh. You know, maybe, maybe they could take something from this, but you really can't with USA because you know, USA has got to get their sponsors going, they got to get their commercial time in. Well, with limited commercial breaks, it should be interesting. One thing I don't understand is I'll compare it to the Olympics, okay? You're watching the Olympics. They'll go through 12 ski jumpers and then take a commercial break. Then when they come back, They'll throw a little, you know, puff piece in there about a skier, and then you see the little, the next six skiers, and then it's, you know, over. Um, football, 
They start a drive, and as long as there's no timeout called, they continue the drive. And then when they punt or the ball changes, they go to a commercial. They never stop on, you know, third and seven um, because we haven't had a commercial in the last 20 minutes, so now we're going to go to a commercial break. Right. You know, if somebody scores 12 runs, if there's a 15-hit, 12-run, you know, inning, and the team did it all with one pitcher, there would not be a commercial break. So why does the WWE throw sometimes not one, but two commercial breaks in every fucking match? Because they bring one person out, go to a commercial break, bring the second person out, wrestle for three minutes, go to a commercial break, come back with after a three and a half minute commercial, wrestle five more minutes, and then it's over. Right. And I mean, then, like you said, they have so, put the thing up on the screen, they can see the action during the commercial. Well, that's, you know, you can do that, but you, you know, once again, in Major League Baseball, in pro soccer, they play 45 minutes without a single commercial break. And you know what they do? They have ads that are up in the upper left-hand corner around the score that change every five minutes. So this five minutes is sponsored by Budweiser. This five minutes by Nike. This five minutes by Ralph Polo or whatever. Why can't WWE do that? Right. It doesn't... I I know I'm watching fucking Monday Night Raw. I don't need to see it on the bottom of the ring. Yeah. It just... You backed off from your computer, didn't hear what you said. said, yeah, put some of the ads down on the bottom across the Monday Night Raw banner. Yeah. Yeah. And they have the technology. I mean, Christ... They do the CGI when people come in with that little robot flying around and all the, the, you know, graphics and everything. So you could leave it, say, Monday Night Raw for the people that are there, and you could just CGI something over that for us that are at home. It just doesn't make sense to me. There's got to be other ways to make ad revenue than to have to go do so many commercial breaks. Right. And you know we're not going to keep having a commercial break, so that would be good. Right. It, it, it's just the timing of the commercial. You know, like you said, you get a you get a wrestler that comes out, you go to a commercial. You get the second wrestler that comes out, you wrestle for a couple of minutes, you go to a commercial. Five or six commercials later, they go back to the wrestling, and then the match is over. And it's just you know there's got to be a better way to do this. Yeah, and it's I mean. If you have to throw a commercial break in the middle of a long match, I understand that. They're still wrestling during the commercial break. We've seen live events. We've seen Raws and SmackDowns. They still wrestle while at commercial. They don't just stop and, you know, pull their arms and then start just before. But when you're bringing one person out and then going to a three and a half minute commercial, they're just standing in the ring. It's like a quick little, if you're close enough and lucky enough to be close to a bathroom, you can run out and come back, you know, and then, you know, 10 seconds before they start playing their music again and they actually ask the crowd to start cheering or booing again. So it makes it look like they're, you know, oh, the crowd's been going nuts this whole time. That's, that's, you know, that's can't be fun for every fucking match for the people in the audience either. 
So, so now that we got those out of the way, let's do some Nuggies news. No. It's no? too late. No, it's too late. Oh, okay. I apologize to the people out there. We just got into talking well, about it. Nobody, nobody watching right now anyway, so. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so like you said, you know, Monday night, uh, I'm really looking forward to the, to the Seth Rollins match. Let's see, I think this is the first time I I think these two have gone, gone against each other. Yes, yep. They, they've already said that in the first time. They're first time facing each other. And then Lita's supposed... The only thing I've seen advertised is Lita's supposed to be there. Um, you know, she's got to drum up some type of thing with Becky Lynch. Right. Um, are you surprised that when they have matches set up, like we, you mentioned Lita, so I'll, I'll use that for an example. Lita and Becky Lynch. It's, They've had two face-to-face meetings so far in the ring. They have? One, yeah, one before the Royal Rumble, then Lita came out. Lita came out against uh, with Charlotte before the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and then last week. Right. But when Lita came out. With Becky Lynch. She didn't have two face-to-faces with Becky Lynch. The first one, the first one was with Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte, that's right. Okay, when she declared for the Royal Rumble. Yes. Are you surprised that we've seen two people that are going to go against each other that are trying to build it up? That there isn't as much physicality between the two of them as there used to be. What do you mean between Becky Lynch and Lita? Well, with Becky Lynch, if we do, there might, maybe there might be something with them tonight. Maybe no, one of them no. might come No. Why? Why do you need that? To make the match more interesting. Okay. I mean, what might be in Becky Lynch? Like, like, when Lynn Morgan came out, I heard Becky Lynch would have it. All right, all right, hold on. First of all, slow down a little bit because the faster you talk, you get mumbled. It, it starts to garble. What? Who came out? Like when Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch went at it a couple times against each other in the ring. Once, right, okay. That was a heated rivalry that built up to Liv Morgan attacked and getting physical with Becky Lynch. Lita and Becky Lynch, it, it, this is just, you know, there's two weeks or two now in Elimination Chamber. She came out and wanted to challenge her, and Becky Lynch said no, and then she kind of goaded her into it, and then she said, yes, you're on. But there's no heat between the two of them for any reason. You know, oh, Lita okay. hasn't been getting screwed over and not getting title opportunities week after week after week after week and having her frustration boil over to the point as she gets in Becky Lynch's face, she just came down to the ring, casually challenged her to a match at Elimination Chamber. Because you'll take on anyone, so why don't you take on me? I don't see any reason why you need the two of them to get physical with each other. Now, do you think this is a one-time match between the two of them? Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Because I I truly, truly think... um, I mean... 
I personally think it's debatable as to why she's in the Hall of Fame. Um, I don't think her career was that long. I don't think it was that spectacular. Um, but she was one of the top females from her era. So I guess that's why she's in the Hall of Fame. That's my opinion and my opinion only. Uh, well, I, I hope there's other people out there who think the same. Um, but her being in the ring with, I mean, I'll, I'll go as far as saying 80% of the women that are on the roster now truly would wipe the mat with Lita. She does, Yeah, once again, she was very good in her day, but in her age and the day... Well, ambulance. Um, in the day and the, the way that the women wrestle now, I, I think she'd be Dana Brooke. Even I mean in, in my in my opinion, which I'll stress again, I don't even think at her top of her game when she was feuding with you know Trish Stratus and being buddy buddy with Trish Stratus, I don't think she'd be in the top half of the WWE now. Personally, personally. I mean you may think that just you know actually there is one little thing I wanted to talk to you about. Um, that I remembered that I'll mention. Um, that would have been in Nuggies News. Um, and I, I totally disagree with this, man. But I know you're going to 100% agree with it. Well, maybe I'll say 50% disagree. Booker T was in an interview. Um, and then coming up to Booker T. Okay. Was, was being interviewed. And little discussions were talking about this year's upcoming Hall of Fame. Um, he definitely thinks The Undertaker should go in. Um, he thinks The Rock should go in. Maybe not this year. Um, and then he said, but there's two gentlemen that have been getting ignored for far too long that should be in the Hall of Fame. The first one, Vader, which I I can get behind. I mean, I wouldn't be like, why the fuck is this guy in the Hall of Fame? I could Accept it. And then the other... Take a guess. I am master of the living of the world. Sick bitches. No. No food. Lex Luger. No. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out, time out. You talk about saying why you don't understand why Lex Luger isn't the Hall of Fame all the time. You say that to me. You've said that to me more times than I've said excuse me after farting. Well, just like you have your opinion on the Vita situation, I think what's keeping her out of the thing is not his wrestling ability because he's a champion, champion, great in the ring, good at the mic, good physique. You know, went toe to toe with anybody. Did you say great in the ring? Yeah, early on he was great in the ring. Oh, his 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 move selection was like three moves, and that's it. I thought I thought he was real good in the ring. Wow. Okay. But 
think what's going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame is the situation with Elizabeth, Miss Elizabeth. You know, for, there's a lot of people out there in wrestling that are pointing the finger at Alex Luger because of what happened to Elizabeth. And but what does that have to do with the Hall of Fame? I mean, how many misdiscretions uh, did Jerry the King Lawler have, Ric Flair have, I mean, Hulk Hogan. I mean, Hulk Hogan banged another guy's wife and bragged about it on the air. I mean, why would Elizabeth, because Miss Elizabeth was part of the WWE? No, because, because what Hogan, Lawler, Ric Flair, what they did, didn't result in a person's death. Like I said, there's a lot of people out there pointing the finger and accusing Lex Luger of this blaming Luger Miss Elizabeth's death. I want to get of Miss Elizabeth's death. Yes, because there's been a lot of speculation and even some some truth that. They were doing drugs together in his apartment, and then she overdosed in his apartment. Yeah, granted, you know, he called 911, tried to resuscitate the whole nine yards, but she was still there, and it still happened in his presence. And I think the WWE and the wrestling community frowned upon that. Now, Vader. Do I think Vader should be in the Hall of Fame? I thought Vader should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago. The only wrestler, and I'm not saying that just because Vader was a guest on the top many years ago when I was doing the TV show. He came down with John Keller, and he was a guest. But Vader, to this day, is still the only professional wrestler to win the heavyweight championships in four different continents. In four different quite, continents? Four different continents. Okay. That's that's quite impressive. And he was he was an impressive big man. You know, he came from a whole football background. I believe he played for the Denver Broncos. I'm not too sure, but I know he played in the NFL. But I think Vader, like I said, I think Vader should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago. He was drafted by the he was drafted by the LA Rams in the twenty fourth pick of the third round, eightieth overall. Oh, okay. Rams, okay. <clears throat> so But I mean if they put you know, if they put Luger in the Hall of Fame, well then that's you know, that's on that. You know, it's pretty sad that the man's in a wheelchair now. Um, to be honest with you, his, his affliction I've never heard of. Um, I, didn't know you could have, I didn't know you could have a spinal Okay. According I, to this article here, he died June 18th, 2018. Who, Vader? Yeah. Yeah. Then why did you just say it's sad that he's in a wheelchair? What do they have? His... No, I'm talking about Luger. Oh. I thought no, we were talking about, about Vader. Luger. Oh, okay. 
And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I never knew what a spinal stroke was. Never heard of one until Lex Luger had one, which confined him to a wheelchair. If he gets in the Hall of Fame, well, okay. I can live with it, I can live without it. I'm not going to be like, well, if he gets in the Hall of Fame, I'm not watching it, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But Vader, I believe, like I said, Vader should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago. What four continents did he win championships on? Asia, Africa, South America. He's wrestled, he's wrestled all over the world half a dozen times. Vader. Okay. I, I, and, I, uh, sorry, I didn't know that they had professional wrestling in Africa. I didn't know they had professional wrestling in South America. I know they have, like, Central America, um, you know, and Mexico and stuff like that. And I know, obviously, Japan and Tokyo, you know, New Japan Wrestling, but never, never had any clue that there was wrestling. Um, I, I'll say south of the border, meaning the other side of the uh, equator, you know, Africa, South America. No idea that they would even have wrestling that was worth the shit. Um at all. No, seriously. You know, it would, uh, to me, it would be like a local, you know, VFW hall with a ring and, you know, a six-inch mat on the floor type deal wrestling, not big-time promotional wrestlings in front of thousands of people. Oh, okay. Well, I've heard quite a few times that Vader's won championships on four different continents. So, but you know, wrestling does a lot of kayfabe with situations like that, so you know, and it did probably said that just to make it as monstrous as he, as he was. Right. Um, speaking of Hall of Fame, another one that I believe is worthy of the Hall of Fame, but might not be this year, might be next year in Yokozuna. Your, your thoughts on that? You can only put Yokozuna in if you're putting him in with Lex Luger at the same time. Because both, okay. both of them became, in my opinion, their most famous because of the same thing. Lex Luger was a heel. Nobody liked him. And then all of a sudden, Yokozuna was on that big aircraft carrier. And they want, you know, somebody needed to come out and power, you know, slam him or he wasn't moving. And all of a sudden, in a red, white, and blue American flag tank top, Lex Luger came up, slammed him, and... That was, in my opinion, the highlight of his career. He was never higher and much, much lower, you know, before and after that. On the USS Intrepid, yeah. Um, anyway. All right, Greg, can you bring up that tonight? Um, what was that? Do you have anything else to add? No, I just saw... Just saw something here, but I'd have to read more about it to find out if it's just somebody's bullshit. But it says, Bobby Lashley exclusive. Lashley versus Lesnar in an MMA-style match. And then it says, question mark, exclamation, question mark, exclamation. So, I'll look uh, into that, and I'll have more of that next show. All right, so, once again, another great show. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. 
thank you for the couple of comments that Scott left this. So, on behalf of the Gregors, we would like to thank the for the top of the board, and thank you for the good we'll catch you all on Wednesday night.